0: a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ugo. There was a man who was blind. Jesus put clay on his eyes. Hallelujah. It's a great blessing to come your way today. I'm happy we are meeting again. And uh, what a great conference we've had. And I thank God for the privilege to minister to you. I want to thank Pastor Zach and your amazing wife, Pastor Ida Kaolala, and the entire Word Alive Ministries family for the wonderful and warm welcome I receive each time. I have come into your circles. I want to thank God for the many years I've spent coming to Blanta to be with you. And uh, it's unfortunate that I am ministering um online today, but I thank God for this privilege and even for the the wonderful blessing of knowing you through my pastor and father Bishop Daguard Mills. The bible says your own father and your father's friend forsake not and I believe that God has brought me into this special relationship to make my ministry and life better. So thank you once again. Pastor Zach thank you once again, Pastor Ida Kaolala and all of you, all the pastors who are in word alive. I am continuing from where I left off the last time. Um, I was sharing with you about 15 essential features of a potential shepherd. Somebody who will one day be used by God to work for him. The theme for this conference is becoming a thousand times more and I want to really thank God for the vision pastor Zach has for this year's conference and also for the church and uh, during the last meeting, I remember sharing with you that there can be no better vision for a pastor than to have a vision to build a church which is many thousand times more. I don't think there's a better vision. It is is everything a pastor must be. And uh, I also went on to say that for that to happen, for a pastor to be able to build a church or grow his church to become a thousand times more, it is an exploit that cannot be achieved or attained alone. There will be a need for helpers. It's very important to understand that no man in himself, no man alone is capable of doing much. Show me a great man and I will tell you that he's someone who is being helped. Like in Uzziah, he was helped till he became great. Every and any great exploit we will attain to in the ministry will be because helpers have been mobilized, helpers have been garnered to push the work forward. Even Jesus, even Jesus, even though he was God, when he came down to earth to minister, he raised helpers. He raised helpers. And so, I really believe that for, for us to see this vision practically come to pass, there must be the raising of helpers in our churches. And I'm very happy that I have got branch pastors of where they're live, pastors of other churches, leaders, whatever leader you are, the door to any great thing you will do in that group you are leading will be because people stepped in to help you. That is a very important key. I cannot overemphasize, which is why I'm sharing from this book, what it means to become a shepherd, what it means to become a shepherd. I think chapter nine of this book, chapter nine, among other things, deals with how to tell that somebody will help, will be helpful as a leader. How to tell that somebody will be able to fit into the role of a shepherd in the church. I remember also sharing from the mega church a very powerful book About the church growth principles. One of which is the principle of the multiplied senior pastor. That if you are a pastor your church will grow if you are able to multiply yourself in many people. So if you have 20 helpers And you alone can attend to 10 people And you have 20 helpers Each attending to 10 people You have got 200 people being ministered to Whatever you do If you have other people doing the same thing The same thing You discover that your effort is multiplied There's always a multiplier effect when helpers are very active around you. And I'm very happy that Bishop Dagwood Mills has treated the subject of shepherds in churches. Who becomes a shepherd? How do we know that somebody is a helper so we don't become like Jeroboam who appointed the lowest of people to become priests. So today, I'm continuing and I remember that I already spoke about the first essential feature which is a personal relationship with God. It's big. It's the main thing And it will never shift to number two. Anything we do for God should be a result of our relationship with Him. With Him, not even the work. Yes. You can love the work of God without loving the God of the work. It's very important. That we raise leaders who know God. Because it is the people who know they are God who do exploits. Those who know they are God. They are the ones who do exploits. Not the people who know they are bishop. Not the people who know their head pastor. The people who know they are God. They become strong. And they do exploits. So today I am continuing with these very important principles and I'm now moving to number two. An essential feature. The second essential feature of a potential shepherd, a potential leader, a potential pastor is the interest in listening to Preaching tips, preaching messages, and watching preaching videos, word videos. Very important. You know, Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2 says, And the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet. That I heard him that speak unto me, the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. The work of God is very different from the work of a driver, a plumber, a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer, an artisan, all these. Yes, they require skills and so on. But the work of God is essentially a spiritual work. It's spiritual. Very spiritual. And a shepherd must have a spirit. Must be spiritual. That's number one. You don't need to be spiritual to be a lawyer. You don't need to be spiritual to be a plumber. But you need to be spiritual to be a pastor. To be a shepherd. Shepherding is a spiritual job. It doesn't just take your body and your soul. It takes your spirit also. And it's very important that help us of the vision of building a church which is a thousand times more and many thousand times more should be helpers who are spiritual. Which spirituality comes from the word of God? The word of God. When you find a leader who does not listen to messages, you are looking at a leader who is essentially without life. And the skills and the abilities that person appears to have will only diminish with time. And the person will only become a difficulty around you with time. It's the word of God in us. It's the spirit that enters us when the word of God enters us. It's our continual relationship with the word of God that gives us the, the, the ability to continue doing the spiritual work so when there is a leader who does not have an interest in listening to preaching messages you are looking at a low person is the lowest, he's low he's low and you don't, upon, you don't consecrate priests who are low the standard is high And that standard is that we must be lovers of the word of God. People become spiritual when they listen to preaching tapes, preaching messages. The spirit enters into them. This is indicative of a person's personal interests and desires. We know your interest and your desires by how much of God's word you listen to. How much of God's word you watch. How many channels on your your decoder have got preachers preaching. Your interest in preaching of messages is very important. We must not be greedy for money. We must be greedy for the word of God. Addicts of the word of God. When you have a shepherd who doesn't listen to the word of God, you have a very dangerous leader who will only transmit human ideas, human logic, and the doctrines of devils to the people under him. It is what you hear that gives you what you say. Even in the natural, you are able to speak English because you hear English. You don't speak English because you read English. Every language you speak is because you have heard it. You are not allowed. Nature even doesn't allow you to speak if you've not heard. That's why a black Malawian child who is sent to China to live there at the age of five months to live in China and he's in China, he lives in China for 20 years at age 20 may know no Malawian dialect, but may speak, not may, will speak impeccable Chinese because what you hear is what you say. Very important. So when you have a leader who doesn't listen to messages, who doesn't have an interest in listening to messages, you are looking at somebody who is going to be a problem because he will have nothing to say. Because we are shepherds. We feed. Isaiah 40 verse 11 says he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. The work a shepherd does is to feed, 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 teaching. And you cannot give what you don't have. It is when we listen to messages, we watch videos that we are able to have something to say. The things I'm saying are things I have heard from my pastor, Bishop Daguan Mills, over the years. That's what I know. That's what I know. And Paul said to his son Timothy, that the things you have heard of me, heard of me, heard of me, the same, commit thou to faithful men. Who will be able to teach others also. So when you hear, it empowers you to speak. And our work as shepherds is to feed. Our work as shepherds is to feed. So look out for the sign in people. The person's interest in having messages. I was talking to one of my leaders a few days ago, and he told me that those times, those days when we used to sell CDs after church, after the service, we just, you know, mass produce CDs and sell. He said he made sure he was a branch pastor. He made sure he bought every single CD I I, I ever produced in the church over the years. He was out of the church. I mean out of my branch as, as a branch pastor. He was in another branch. But he made sure that he listened, he, he, he had it. So he was telling those in the media ministry if any, for any reason they need messages he has all my video. He has, he has all my CDs. Now I'm not surprised that he is what he is doing in the church. I'm not surprised that he, he is he is doing the exploits he is doing in the church. That's a leader. He is interested in listening to messages. So I want to say to all of us, leader of a, if you are a leader of a choir yourself, you see, we are we are, we, we are talking about becoming a thousand times more. The choir must grow. The ashes ministry must grow. Other groups in the church must grow. And the growth we grow when we are fed is the feeding that grows us. And if you are a leader listening to me and you don't have an interest in the listening to messages, in listening to messages, you are not going to go far. Which desire you must grow? You must. Generate. Nobody is born with a natural desire to listen to messages. Nobody is born with a natural desire. You don't, you, I mean, it's not natural. It's not natural. It is generated. That interest in listening to messages of pastors, of ministers, hearing and hearing and hearing, it's, you, you must genera- it's an engine you must build yourself into you. Nobody will place it in you. So it's very important. Very, very important. That you have an interest in listening to preaching messages. I'm not aware of any pastor who has done well. Without this very important habit. It keeps you going. It enriches you. It empowers you and makes you continually have something to say. Number three, the third essential feature is the personal fasting life of the shepherd. Watch out for the fasting life. Second Corinthians 11, verse 27. In weariness, And painfulness. In watchings often. In hunger. In thirst. In fastings often. In cold. And nakedness. You see it right there. In fastings often. That's different from hunger. And thirst. A Christian doesn't convert hunger into fasting. A leader doesn't convert hunger. When there's no food around you, then you decide, no, I must fast. No. Fasting is really seen when there is food all around you. You look at it and you say, I won't eat it. I'm not eating this breakfast. I'm not eating this lunch. I'm not eating the supper. I'm not. I'm fasting. Not when there is, you are broke and there's no money. So I'm I'm now in a fasting mode. I'm doing 3 day fast. <laughs> That's not how to walk with God. So you see that in this verse hunger and test are different. You see there in hunger and test in fasting. So there were times Paul was hungry. He was he didn't have money, he didn't have food. He was hungry. There was nothing. And Paul did not convert it into a fast. No. He, 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 he fasted. That, that was a different subject. My dear friend, do you want to be a leader? Pastor, do you want to raise leaders? Look for this key. Look for it. Look for somebody that even, 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 even when the church is fasting, is the person involved? Is he involved? Does he come around? And all day fast. We are starting from 8 a.m. And we are fasting till, uh, uh, um, we are praying till 6 p.m. No food, no snacks, nothing, just water. Does this person come around? You see, ask for people to call to become leaders. There are many of them. That's what Jeroboam did. He just went, anybody he saw, say be a priest, just just go in and go, go and serve. And the Bible says it became a sin. It became a sin. And I want to say again that I'm not talking about no, not being educated. No. No. The Bible talks about Peter and John. They knew that they were ignorant men. They were not educated. They were fisher folk. Even today in Ghana, fisher folk I don't have much education. Much education. But they were used by God. We have an epistle of Peter. We have a gospel according to Saint John. So I'm not talking about not having gone to the university. No, it doesn't make you a low person. These are the things. If you don't hit this mark, then you are a low person. And like Jeroboam, he appointed the low. He didn't even go for the low, the lowest because it's very easy. You can find them all all around. You can find them. You can find. Few people want to work with God well. And if you want to just mass produce pastors and helpers because we are building a church of a thousand times more j- that just mass produce, let's just gather them. No, in my church, in the UD. No, Bishop D'Agoi Mills will let you, you, you will write exams. You will write and pass exams. Not one, not two, not three. <laughs> yeah to be a pastor, among other things. That's just one. You know, and it's very important that we, we, we maintain the standards. Otherwise, we will appoint the lowest people to become leaders who eventually turn around to disturb the, the, the course of the work. The personal fasting life of the individual. Not when the church is fasting. He himself decides that I'm fasting twice a week. I'm spending time with God. I'm lying down on the carpet and I'm praying. I have my Bible. I read my Bible. I'm praying. I'm just praying, 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 praying and fasting, fasting, fasting. That's the person you want to have. Bishop says, this also shows commitment and preparedness to sacrifice. Someone who never fasts must be marked. This is a man who has built over, who, who, uh, who has planted over 6,000 churches in over 90 countries. If He says, if you cannot lay down your stomach, what else can you lay down? <laughs> If you cannot look at food, food is there. You cannot look at it and not eat it. Like some of you, every food you see, you must eat. Now, that's very dangerous because there will be other things you will see that you must not touch, you must not eat. You must not indulge. I mean, life is like that. Even sin will be presented to you as a gift on silver platters. Hmm. what will you do if you are the type that like like, like everything you see you must eat every food you see you must eat no, so that's why he says that it, it even shows your preparedness to sacrifice, no no, no, no so while we are talking about fasting which goes with prayer and so on, it reveals a certain sacrificial instinct in the person because the ministry is sacrifice It has been a sacrifice from the days of Christ till today. The ministry is a sacrifice and we watch your attitude towards food to measure your preparedness to sacrifice. So pastors as we are building a big church we need to look carefully at the kind of people we have around us masquerading as shepherds and pastors and leaders evaluate, assess, look into have an eye for their fasting life their message listening life video watching, yes we all watch movies we watch movies but we also watch pastors preaching on video yes that's how we are standing here That's how we are here. Number four. What's number one? Number one is a personal relationship with God. Number two is an interest in listening to preaching tapes and watching word videos. Number three, the personal fasting life of the shepherd. Number four is availability for the work. Being available. Acts chapter one verse twenty one. Wherefore of these men, which have companied with us, all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. Wherefore of these men, which have companied with us, companied with us. They were around. They were around they were available. Availability is the most important feature to look out for in a potential shepherd. Availability. When the 12 apostles were looking for a replacement for Judas, they looked for somebody who had been around and available for the three years that Jesus had been in town availability is the key to learning all you need to know about ministry. The major sacrifice of a shepherd is to make himself available in spite of his business and work schedule. Some people do not make the sacrifice to spend their evenings or Sundays doing extra work for the Lord. Many shepherds work the whole day, Sunday, and many evenings throughout the week. This is a big sacrifice. Someone who is not prepared to be available cannot do the job. Yes. And that is why It's not about whether you are a lawyer or a doctor or a businessman or you are... Everybody doing the work of God has something to do. In fact, I am very careful when there's an unemployed person around doing something because the person doesn't know how to work. We we are not doing what we are doing because we have time. We are not doing what we are doing because we don't have a job. We are doing what we are doing in spite of a job. I'm a full-time pastor now, praise God. But I've, I've been a lay pastor. I was a pastor when I was a student. I was a pastor when I became a doctor, a house officer. You ask any medical doctor to tell you about housemanship. And when you finish, send me a text message about housemanship. I did not miss one Sunday service. One, not one. I, may, I made myself available. When I finished housemanship, I was a medical officer. I was in church. I was available. I became a student again. Doing my postgraduate, my fellowship in radiology. Ask anybody about a radiologist. I was pastoring the church. I was I had been assigned to pastor we are not passing because we don't have a job we pastor in spite of a job. So when you find somebody who, is, who brings up, oh, I'm busy, I'm this. I've, got a, I've got a conference, I have to travel to Indonesia and come back and go to Malaysia and see my, my, my doctor in South Africa and my plumber is waiting for me in Egypt to discuss how to work with the Suez Canal and direct water from the Suez Canal to Malawi. You are, talking, you are looking at somebody who doesn't want to do it. He's not called. He's not called. I want to say it again. We don't serve God because we don't have a job. Look at, look at Christ. There's nobody he called who was unemployed. Everybody he called into the ministry was doing something. Was doing something. Peter was mending nets. Matthew was sitting at the tax collectors. I don't know what Judas was doing. <laughs> but everybody was doing something. My dear friend. We respect the fact that you are a student. That you are writing exams. That you work in a bank. That you own a business. That you travel up and down. These things have never. Those who want to do it. There's a saying that if you want to do something. You make a way. You make a way. If you don't want to do something. You make an excuse. Both are all makings. But one is a way and one is an excuse. I want you to understand that look, God will use you even in your busiest of moments. So it shows that this person, that's why the fasting came about. That you see your ability to sacrifice. Yes. I've had to sacrifice lectures to attend camps. And when I finish. I do extra studying. That's how we are around. We are not around because we have not been to school or we have not worked or we've had like, like, like we have nothing to do. No, 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 no. And if we are going to build a church with a thousand times, which is a thousand times more, we need people who are who are durable, quality leaders. Not ragamuffins and riffraffs. Area boys with nothing to do. Read your Bible carefully. Jesus met uh, those stories of a man who went about 7th hour, 8th hour, 11th hour. He met people who were idle in the marketplace he said, go and work. Go and work. If you meet somebody who who is doing nothing at all, I don't think you must be very interested because the same way the person is not is, is doing nothing, he will come into the ministry and do nothing. Yes, that's why Jesus recruited busy people. No wonder they were busy for God. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. They were busy for God. So so so, please let's 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 get it right. Let's get it right. Availability for the work is not, I mean, you, you don't do ministry when you are on leave. <laughs> when you are on leave. That's not how a church is built. That's not how we have come this far. We didn't make ourselves available because we were on leave. No. As the work was going on, as we're building, we're fighting for God. Always. Two things. It shows even your capacity to accommodate things. Your, 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 your maturity level. It is children who play with one toy at a time. He holds a toy. And when he sees another toy, he puts the, other, the first toy down and picks the next toy. And, and, and but When you mature, you, you, have, you, you must do two things. Two things, three things at the same time. You hold on to one. And from this, you don't withhold, withhold your hand. So, we need to have busy students doing ministry. Yes. Busy drivers. Busy carpenters. Busy nurses. Busy housewives. Busy doctors. Busy lawyers. Yes. And it's when you have successfully worked that way. That God can even invite you into full-time ministry. Because full-time ministry is another level of work in the ministry. Availability for the work. Number five. The individual's financial input to the church. Watch carefully. The person who is going to be a helper in the vision to build a church which is a thousand times more. Watch out for the person's financial involvement. Matthew 26, 14, 15, 16. Then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest and said unto him, what would ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Beautiful. That is a leader you don't want to have. A leader who has a negative slant towards money. Someone who is not committed financially is not committed at all. The Bible teaches us that if a person is not faithful with unrighteous mammon, money, then he cannot be faithful with God's riches. You keep watching very carefully. Look at your leader, the way he takes, he, he gives offerings. He gives offerings. It's offering time. We are all going to the offering basket to drop our offering and watch the, watch the serpents watch the leaders. Judas was a thief and the Bible talks about stealing. It it says anyone who doesn't pay tithes and doesn't give offerings is a thief. He said, "You have robbed me." He said, "Wherein have we robbed you?" He said, "In tithes and offerings." Watch, watch it. Keep an eye on the on the giving life of leaders, the financial input of leaders. Watch it carefully. It's it's important. I love this. Please listen. Pastors who do not pay tithes and offerings should be dismissed. Should be dismissed. on which basis you need to acquire and maintain a system of monitoring the tithes and offerings of all leaders. If there's no system to monitor tithes and offerings of church members, we must monitor the tithes and offerings of leaders. And leaders who are found to be non-compliant must be dismissed because, because judas are not humanizers. Judas are, 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 are not anything except have a very wrong relationship with money. They are thieves. Betraying Jesus. You may ask yourself, how does how what's the relationship between money and betraying Jesus? But there's a relationship. People who betray have some financial inducements. It has always been the case that people who betray have got pay masses. Somebody gives him money, or there is a, there's an anticipation of some financial help, always. So if he won't get the money from here, then he has to betray to get it from here. So he, he said that he covenanted with them for 30 pieces of silver that they agreed. It was a covenant. Show us where it is, we'll give you money. But always, that type of money becomes gravels in the mouth of those who try to eat them. It never helps. So Judas obviously had the money and when he came to himself, he said, I have betrayed innocent blood. You have a right, I'm reading, you have a right to demand that those who claim to be shepherds be committed financially. You have a right, if you are a head pastor, you have a right to demand to see their tight records. To see their offerings in my church, the leaders no, hey, the, the, the leaders in my church they give offerings by mobile money, and I monitor. I monitor the giving of the of the of the shepherds. Oh yes, yes, because money has a relationship, has something to do with Judas's people who destroy their pastors, who sell their pastors, who give their pastors away who betray the cause of Christ always lingering remotely is some financial inducement some money some there's money somewhere there's money somewhere number 6 people handling skills how to handle people because a shepherd oversees sheep A shepherd handles sheep and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. So you need to look at how does the person relate with human beings? Is he a recluse? Who doesn't want to relate with people? Does he maltreat people? How does he relate with people? You watch it. That is a very important sign. In 1st Timothy chapter 3, verse 2 and verse 3, a bishop, which is a really a word for overseer, not somebody wearing a mitre, that word, episcopus, somebody who is overseeing a shepherd, a pastor, a leader of a choir, in a certain sense, is a, is a bishop. He oversees something. That word is an overseer. scope scope episcope of overseeing that's a bishop a bishop must be blameless the husband of one wife vigilant sober of good behavior giving to hospitality giving to hospitality apt to teach Not giving to wine. No striker. Striking people. Striking. (laughs) Not greedy or filthy looker. I just remembered the people I hate when I'm preaching. Maybe I should stop striking them. (laughs) Lord have mercy on Bishop Ogo. Not greedy or filthy looker, but patient. Not a brawler. Not covet. So you see this, giving to hospitality. Apt to teach. No striker. We are looking at your relationship with people. The people handling skills. How you handle people. How you handle people makes you either unfit or very qualified to be among the helpers of the vision of a thousand times more. When the Bible says apt to teach, it includes the ability to teach, to lead and influence by your personal lifestyle. It includes your ability to lead and influence by your personal lifestyle. Teaching includes being able to handle people of all sorts. A person who is quarrelsome is disqualified from being a pastor. Quarrelsome. Every little problem, you are quarreling. Every little problem. When you hear that there's a a commotion somewhere, we are likely to find that sister in there or that brother fighting. No striker means you are not to be quarrelsome or cantankerous. People handling skills, and also says giving to hospitality. Do you care? Do you care? Like when God is a shepherd, the sheep. David said, "Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup it over." It, it is a certain way of making people feel important and feel human and feel great, feel feel welcome. A shepherd doesn't drive sheep away. A shepherd welcomes people within the limits of God's word, of course. I want to pray that everyone under the sound of my voice will catch the spirit and learn to handle God's people well. Number seven, preaching and teaching skills. That's a verse I quoted, Second Timothy 2.2. 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. We, we, we look at a person's teaching skills because essentially at the end of the day, whether you are an usher, you are in the choir, you are a cleaner, whatever. In the church, we, we speak to, we teach, we feed. People who want to be shepherds must develop their ability to teach and to preach. The principal duty of a shepherd is to feed the flocks. Isaiah 40, 11. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall feed his flocks like a shepherd. Someone who wants to be a pastor must demonstrate experience in preaching and teaching. The best way to learn how to preach is listening to preaching tapes and preach the same thing. Yes. he a morning by morning he wakened me. Morning by morning, he like said, he has given me the tongue of the learned, the tongue of the learned. And morning by morning, he wakened me and maketh me to hear like the learned. It's the hearing of the learned that gives the tongue of the learned. You hear like a learned person. It makes you speak like a learned person. How you hear determines how you speak. What you hear determines what you say. So, you you develop your preaching and teaching skills by listening to preaching tapes. Beautiful. Number eight, an interest in evangelism. An interest in evangelism. You want to have a leader in the church helping to build a a mega church? Helping to build a church which is a thousand times small? And you don't have an interest in evangelism. When we talk about you get moody. When we announce crusades, you get a fever. When we are going out to win souls, we can't find you. You are on track. Never. Matthew 18 and verse number 12. How think ye if a man have an hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray that he not leave the ninety and nine And goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray. We need to assess the interest of the potential shepherd in winning souls. Winning souls. Soul winning is the ultimate job for the whole church. Jesus was a good pastor. He said, I am the good shepherd. John 10, 14. I'm the good shepherd. But he also said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke 1910. So a good shepherd seeks to save sinners who are lost. Seeking and saving is our work. So when you bring somebody around, whether it's an instrumentalist, he's a singer, you see, it takes a lot of things for a church to become a thousand times more. It's not just preaching. It's not just having a a nice flowers on the stage or a good choir. It takes many things working together. Romans 8 28. For good. For anything to be good. Things must work together. And it's important that we assess. We look carefully at this leader. It's it's been three months. He has not won one soul. He's a leader of the choir. Not even one new person has joined the choir. He doesn't think of others. That's a bad sign. Number nine: visiting, counseling, and organizational abilities. Visiting, counseling, and organizational abilities. Second Timothy two, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. Apt to teach, apt to teach, patient, apt to teach. It's important. That we develop these three skills visiting people, counseling people, and organizing people. A person who does not love people enough to visit them is not a pastor at heart. Whether it's an instrumentalist, an usher, a leader of a home cell, whatever, the people who come to you deserve for you to also go to them. The people who come to the church. Deserve for the church to also go to them. Shepherds must be able to organize people together. In order to be able to teach them the word. That's why Isaiah 40 11 talks about the four cornerstones. Four pillars of a shepherd's work. Feeding. Gathering. Carrying. And Leading. Counseling is the art of giving the counsel of the word of God to people. You will need to advise people. That's why you yourself should be in the word. Because you can have anything to give. Says Such as I have, give I thee. Silver and gold. Peter said, silver and gold, have I none? Silver and gold, have I none? What I have such as I have, I give you. You can never give what you do not have. You can never give what you do not have. You can't give what you don't have. And a leader must have the word. That's why a daily quiet time is an unavoidable habit that a leader must have. Reading your Bible every day to receive the counsel of God so that you can give that counsel. Number ten. Amending. Having a stable and a happy marriage, yes. Watch out carefully. Stable marriage. First Timothy three five, for if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? You need to look at a person's marriage. If he's not married, relationships. A brother who by the time he's married has been in 11 relationships. He's a playboy. He's a Casanova. He's a man in town. He's taking a ride through town. I fear for that woman he's marrying. Yes. It's very, very important. you, You should be able to assess how a person relates maritally in the relationship. People who can't stay in a relationship cannot stay in a relationship with the church, with the pastor, with them, because it's also a relationship with problems. A pastor's relationship with church members has many problems. You forgive, you, you are offended, you overlook your offense, you, you continue to love. Paul said, the more I love, the less I belong. But he continued to love. So your marriage, I mean, how many, few people are John Wesley's who can have stormy marriages and still continue to plant a church and be a founder of a movement. Few. Most people deliver to the degree that they have peace at home. That's why Paul, this is a bible, a leader, if, remember it is 1st 23, the verse 1 is a bishop and as you go down verse 5, If a man know not how to rule his own house you can't control your beloved. You have not even married her. She doesn't allow you to pay tithes. (laughs) You've not married her. She doesn't allow you to attend all nights. You have not married her. Already she is able to control you and take you out of church. As soon as church ends she goes and stands at the gate. Moody like Nebuchadnezzar's idol. Won't smile. She's waiting for her beloved in the church. Who is working in the church? No. 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 So your relationship, we, you, you are able to tell, I tell you, people with stormy relationships, stormy marriages, are, 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 are almost always neutralized by their problems. Are incapable of giving more. I said, John Wesley's are not many. They are one in ten billion. I have learned, Bishop says, I have learned from experience that many of the problems pastors have to solve are related to marriage. If the pastor himself is unable to gain control of his own marriage, what will he say to others? He will be forced to be a hypocrite and a liar giving advice about things he himself does not practice. Ezra 17 gives a very important principle. He said, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it. To do it and to teach. You do before you teach. It's very important. To learn, to do the things before you teach. So, and, and, and it's true. if any, any pastor will tell you, most of the problems you have directly, remotely, indirectly have to do with marriage and relationship. Number 11. Catching the spirit of the leader. Catching the spirit of the leader. Numbers eleven 24. I'm ending. And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord and gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and set them round about the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in a cloud and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 elders. It came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and they did not cease. You must choose someone who has caught the spirit of the leader or is interested in the spirit of the leader. Very important. Ministry is done with the anointing. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. To bring deliverance to the captives and them that are bound. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Any pastor, what I'm doing right now is an anointing that makes me do what I'm doing. I wasn't born to be a preacher. It's an anointing of my life that makes me do what I'm doing. And that anointing It's not in the air. It's not in the air like a flu you catch. Anointings are mantles that are resting on leaders and men and women of God. Anointings are mantles that are resting and from time to time followers, admirers, hard followers and seekers receive a transfer or a sharing of an anointing upon their lives. You can't have a pastor who is operating in another spirit different from the pastor's spirit. You can't. The Bible says in Amos 3 and verse 3, can any work, two walk together and not agree? Is it possible that two people can work together without agreeing? We must agree. For me to work with you, you and I must have the same spirit, the same mind. Isaiah 11 verse 2. Talking about the spirit of God has the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge. I mean, out of the seven spirits, about six or so have to do with the mind. Including the fear of the Lord, how your mind works. The anointing is essentially how a person thinks. Period. So we work with anointed men to think the way they do. That's all. If I can think like my pastor, I'll be anointed just like him, I will do the things he's doing. If I can think like him, it means my mind will make me pray like him. My mind will make me go into the world like him, take decisions like him, work like him. Because we are a product of our mind. Is a mind. You are what you are because of your mind. And we need leaders who have the mind of the leader they are following. I can have a leader working with me in my church and he operates with the, with the mind of T.D. Jakes or with the mind of some pastor somewhere. God has called them. They are our fathers and so on. But we are doing something right now. We are doing something right now. We are going to have a crusade. And you say that T.D. Jakes is having an international conference for women. So when are we also going to have a conference for women? I mean, what are you doing? Can we agree? That at this time, I want to have a a crusade in a town. So so it's important that leaders catch the spirit of the leader. When you see a leader who is not interested in you, don't let the person follow you. I don't work with people who don't have any interest in me. I must see your eyes twinkling with admiration for me because we are working together. And, and, and invariably, I'm the one you must listen to. You must listen to me. We are doing this. Let's do it. The place is quiet. Hmm. It's very important. It's very important that we, we have the right mind. Number 12 amending now your relationship with the opposite sex aha we are there first Timothy 5 verse 1 verse 2 rebuke not an elder but entreat him as a father and the younger men as brethren the elder women as mothers and the younger as sisters with all purity all purity Watch the relationship that potential shepherds have with the opposite sex. Watch how guys relate with girls. Any girl you see, you must sleep with her. Any girl you meet, once the girl is like the girl of your dreams, you must clear her. Are you a clearing agent? And you see pastors who who cannot control themselves when it comes to women. And the world has more women than men. The church has got more women in the church than men. I was in Korea, Dr. Yonggi Cho's church. And most of the people are women. Why are they men? So if you can not relate with women, it means you cannot be a pastor because there will be women any and every time there will be a girl around you. That's why a young man must marry early. If you want to be anointed, you want to serve God, marry early in this business of building a thousand times more church for God. We we marry early. 26, 20, I was a student when I married at age 26. I married in London. Bishop Dagwood Mills bought a plane ticket and flew to London to officiate my wedding. In fact, it it's it is, it's is, it's is, The month of August, yes, come to think of it, 27 years ago. 27 years ago. 27 years ago, my pastor bought a plane ticket and came to London. He followed me. I was a student. I didn't have any money to give him. But he followed me to officiate my wedding. Beautiful. Why wouldn't I honor him? Why wouldn't I love him? Why wouldn't I be with him? Why not? That's a shepherd. He, he, he didn't discourage me from marrying. He didn't say, hey, uh, concentrate on your medical course and, 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 and when you finish school and you bought your furniture and a deep freezer and a fridge and a clean-sized bed, then you marry. What do you have to say you want to marry? Concentrate. No, he knew. He knew that my relationship with the opposite sex would eventually have a major impact on my ministry. So when you see a sister who doesn't want to marry, Any brother who comes, you don't want him. You want a James Bond. You want a man who is tall. A man who is this. I want a man who is this. This one is too this. This one, his legs, one leg is twisted. This one, the way he walks. He walks like my uncle. I don't like my uncle. This one doesn't smile. This one, what is wrong with you? Eventually, you see that they, 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 they are looking for wonderful creatures to marry. Marry early. Any young man who is watching me, you want God to use you. Marry early. Tell your pastor that I I want to be a pastor, so I want to marry early. I don't know of any correct pastor who married when he was 40 years. Once again, it's one in 10,000. Most pastors marry early because the girls are wild. The girls are wild in the church. If you play the fool, you will not believe what will happen to you. Number 13, I'm ending. Loyalty is an essential feature. Essential feature. that You must be faithful to your pastor. Faithful to your church. Faithful to God. Faithful to his word. Faithful to prayer. Loyalty is faithfulness. First Timothy 3 and verse 8. Deacons likewise must be men of dignity. Not double tongued or addicted to much wine or fond of sordid gain. Beautiful. A deacon must not be double tongued, according to 1 Timothy 3 8. The word double tongue comes from the Greek word dialogos, it means liars. People who say different things to different people about the same subject, the same person. He meets this one, says this. When he turns to that room, he says that. You won't believe that it's the same person who was talking in different rooms. One is full of praise and good reports to the senior pastor. The other is full of traitorous, sarcastic, and disloyal comments when the pastor is not around. Another interesting revelation is when the Bible says of wives of deacons who should not be slanderous. Wives of deacons who should not be slanderous. Hmm. The Greek word for slander is diabolos which means devils. If you are going to serve God, you are going to join your pastor to build a church. We must not be slanderous. We must not be double-tongued. Dialogos, double tongue. You say this that, look, there'll be problems as we go on to lead the ministry. There'll be challenges, there'll be problems, but we learn, we learn to 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 continue, we learn to press on, we learn it, and that's why faithfulness is a qualification. A steward must be found faithful. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. A, a, a steward must be found faithful. Faithful to the word of God. Faithful to God. Faithful to prayer. Faithful to the members. Faithful to, to, to the pastor. Faithful. Committed. Like Peter asked Christ, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? We are here with you. Committed. You can call us Satan. Call us little, but we know that we are with you. We need such pastors. I'm not surprised that it was the same Peter who in Acts 2, the Bible says he stood up among the 11 and defended Christ. That's Peter. That's Peter. Number 14. I told you it's 15. 14, having personal financial and job stability. A double-minded man is unstable in all its ways. You must be stable. We don't want leaders who are unstable. When you see a person like who keeps changing beloved, keeps changing jobs, keeps moving up, the person is not stable. It's not stable. Like any, any, any higher bidder, get him. Anything that gives more, get him. And you see that soon he's not with you because he, somebody has offered him more. And the Bible says that a double-minded man is in unstable in all, all, all. The Bible, hmm. you will grow to believe and to learn that the Bible is the word of God. Yes. It may not appear so when things are going on, but you every, the Bible says at the end of the day, every, not one tittle of the word of God will fall without it being accomplished. Today, I pray that you be stable in your job, stable in your secular pursuits. You'll be stable, just be stable because we will need that spirit of stability also in the church. And finally, a person with a vision. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law happy is he. There is nothing as powerful as having a leader with a vision himself. A vision. And whose vision is the vision of the pastor? Whose vision is the vision of the church? There are many leaders who struggle with double vision. They have a vision to fulfill as they are in the church with you. He has his own plan. He's doing something himself. There are pastors who are pastoring their church and as they are pastoring, they are, they are also building their church. They are building a church building, waiting to just find the right time to just leave and enter their church building. We need leaders with a vision. Your own life, you must have a vision. The people committed to you. You must have a vision to raise them in Christ. To build us this way. Don't sit down waiting to be given targets. Don't sit down waiting to be told what to do. Don't sit down waiting to be, to be told that we are going here. You are doing this. You are, No. You yourself, you must be able to generate a vision. Take the vision of the pastor make it your own, and build with it. It is that vision. Where there is no vision, the people scatter, they perish, they they are always small. And I pray today that these 15 features, if you don't have them, that God by his mercy will build them in you. If you don't have any of them, God by his hand will plant these seeds in you. It's my prayer that God will use you in this vision of building a thousand times more kingdom for the Lord. It's my prayer that God will use you as a young leader, as a shepherd, as a pastor, as a builder of the house of God. I pray that the graces on the fathers will be transferred to you. I pray that word alive ministry will have young men and women rising up with energy and strength as an, as an end time army marching on the lands and on the, in the kingdoms and the cities and the towns. It's my prayer that men, new young men young men wearing boots young men will walk the face of the earth carrying the vision that God plays In the heart of their pastor. I pray that God will raise men with these 15 qualities, personal qualities. And like Peter said, if these things be in you and abound, they make you. If these features be in you and abound, they make you. Financial stability, loyalty, a good relationship, a pure relationship with the opposite sex, catching the spirit of the leader. Having a stable and a happy relationship or marriage. Visiting, counseling, organizing an interest in evangelism. Preaching and teaching skills. People handling skills. Wow. Your financial input in the church. Very important. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. We are watching it. Being available for the work. Your fasting life your interest in listening to messages, your personal relationship with God, if these things be in you and abound, they will make you that you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord. It's my prayer that great armies, great generals, great soldiers, will be raised through this conference that truly that will be set ablaze with a new fire that we are going to go back to our churches to our towns to our cities with a new fire for the Lord building for him fighting for him contending with the enemy and coming to a place where any enemy that rises before us we confound and we scatter, they come in one way, and we scatter them in seven ways, may none be able to stop you, may none be able to stand before you, may you keep advancing, may you keep pressing, may you keep moving, and above all, may God keep his purpose and his plans for your life intact, so that one day you will stand among the generals God raised, for that bless us in this conference, thank you, for many seeds anointed men have come to sow in our lives. Thank you for your word. Thank you for direction. Thank you for vision. Thank you for strength. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. May none under the sound of my voice live here the same. But be carriers of new mantles and anointings for end time warfare against the kingdoms of darkness. Thank you. For the life of Pastor Zach and the entire the life Ministries, I pray that Lord, they will grow by prosperity. They will prosper and flourish and be represented in the communities, the cities, the towns, and the nations of the world. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you very much, Pastor Zach for the privilege to minister in three sessions at this conference. Thank you so much. And I uh, want to thank Lady Pastor Ida for your love and for your, for your care. And it's my prayer that you and the children will become committed to God's will for your life. It's my prayer that word alive will become a great, a great and a mighty army in Malawi and in the nations of the world. Thank you once again and may you live long. May God's will be done and may all of us find our place in God's eternal kingdom. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you.